Not too long ago, there was a celebration at our church of uh, four pastors and their wives who had served a combined 100 years at Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I, as a pastor, overlapped with, I think, about 84 (laughs) of those 100 years. And so they asked me to give a brief, uh, encouraging, inspiring uh, celebration of those four brothers and their wives, which I was so eager to do. And I used this psalm right here as my text. So I thought it would be helpful to show you how I use this text, both because this is a tremendously encouraging uh, passage to read, and secondly, because I thought you might get some help in how if you had to do a devotion sometime or, or draw out a text for a lesson, you might benefit from how I did it. So, Father, as we look at Psalm 133, grant that we not only see what's here and be moved to deep, sweet, right unity, but also learn how to use your psalms and and draw out true things from them. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to do uh, three labs, one for each point. My first point came from, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And the second point came from, it is like precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar. So it's like this oil. And the third lab, third point, and third glimpse we'll get at this is, it is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So let's just take number one here. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And I dwelt first of all on what's the difference between unity being good and unity being pleasant. And I said, goodness implies what ought to be, and pleasant implies what we want to be, right? We want to be. Our wants are pleasant, and goodness is what ought to be. And I I used a couple of other words. Uh, This is what God requires. He requires what's uh, good. He only requires what's good and what, what we rejoice in. You can see I was doing a little bit of alliteration there with require and rejoice. Same thing with this is uh, our duty and this is our, our delight. And so I, I drew attention to the fact that unity among believers, unity on a church staff, unity in any body of believers ought to be. It's what God requires. It's a, a duty. But if, if, it was, if it was only that, it would feel like burden and pressure, maybe. But if you put it together with, it's pleasant. It's what we want. It's, it's what we rejoice in. It's, what, it's our delight. Then the reason for these two words becomes plain. This is good and this is pleasant. And then I, I lingered over this word duty here. I mean, unity. <laughs> and 
And I thought, how, how, what kind of unity would this author be wanting to command? Not simply like standing in the same location, but uh, I thought theological, seeing God in the same way so that I have contradictory views of God and spiritual. They go hard after God together. Their hearts burn the same. And I thought uh, financial, meaning they all together were faithful with their finances. They didn't rip off the church in the last 30 years. And sexual, meaning they were unified in their faithfulness to their wives and their wives to them. So this beautiful theological unity, spiritual unity, Financial unity, sexual unity is what is so good and so pleasant because this is what God calls for. This is what ought to be and what he requires. It's what our duty, but what makes it so wonderful is that we, we want this. We rejoice in this. We delight in this kind of unity here. And then I didn't do this in my message, but I did it in preparation for this lab. I, I looked up the place where these two words, good and pleasant, occur together in the rest of the Old Testament. It's interesting. And I use the Hebrew just to make sure I wasn't laying anything on this. And, and you can do this in English, but you can also do it in Hebrew. And I, I would encourage you to learn enough Hebrew. Yeah, I'm, I really am. <laughs> I'm encouraging you to learn enough that you could do word studies like this. So here's the first place. Two chapters later, praise the Lord for the Lord is good and um, sing to his name for it is pleasant. So the attention is drawn to praising and singing to the Lord for um, the Lord is good and singing to his name is pleasant. Same thing in Psalm 147, verse 1. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praise to our God. It is pleasant, and a song of praise is fitting. Now, what do those two other places where good and pleasant occur, both of them having to do with the Lord as good and the, the, the praise of his name, as good and pleasant. What light does that shed back here? And I think the light that it sheds is that this unity here, theological, spiritual unity, and, and unity in, the, in their right behavior in regard to important things for, for the family and for the church, that this unity here is rooted in God or the Lord. He is good. He is pleasant. And it's rooted in the praise of him. So underneath this unity is a unified view that God himself is good. And going hard after God in praise is good and pleasant. So, oh, that we would find church staff and families that do what is right, but also do what is tremendously pleasant, namely dwell together in unity that is rooted in how, how good and pleasant God is and how good and pleasant the praise of his name is.